Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to the kind generosity of our sponsors. Ohio Gazamas from your friends at High Horse Language Learning. Are you tired of buying products that put the pressure on you to improve your Japanese ability? Well, how about trying out our new audio recording series that won't make you any better, but it will make you feel better than other people who are worse than you? We've compiled hours of tape of celebrities promoting movies and albums at press junkets in Japan that are sure to make you say, What? Hear Tom Cruise almost say, Oisashi Birdie. Hear Ariana Grande get in the neighborhood of Konnichiwa. And hear all your favorite actors and actresses call all of their fans psycho. You might be a struggling N5 level Japanophile noob on a long path to nowhere, but after hearing our series, you'll be sure to say, Well, at least I'm doing better than that rich, famous, gorgeous person. So check out High Horse Language Learning today. Welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Molly Horn. On today's show, you know how some people buy an extra seat at the movie theater so they don't have to sit next to a stranger? Well, we take a look at a Japanese guy who did basically that, except also fraud. Also, Ollie's got your River Cruise recommendation. Yeah, Ollie? Yes, Bobby. After reports that sexual harassment in the workplace has actually increased after large swathes of the working population are now working in isolation from home,、mm. a Tokyo cruise company has started a new co working space cruise marketed at individuals who need a reason, any reason, to distract them from the temptation of touching themselves for a few hours. Plus, a two part look at Japanese versions of the popular Tunnel of Love style River Cruise attraction. This week, a company launches a campaign offering free cruises for newlyweds on the condition that they can prove that they've been married for less than 10 days and are at least six months pregnant. We'll see how the company's doing in the face of the overwhelming response. But first, soap talk. <laughs> Ah, good. I'm on, I'm on location. I'm doing a cycle around Japan shoot for NHK Worlds. We're in Kagawa Prefecture. I was riding through some areas of Takamatsu today,、um, which is why I am, as you pointed out when you saw me on the webcam,、uh, dressed like a stripper. You look like a stripper. You're wearing, yeah, uh, yeah you're, this is a, a real treat. So you're in fine form, may I say? Yes, thank you. And,、uh, and you're wearing a, 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 a vest, a white vest. And some kind of straps. Which you can see、uh, my nipples through. And then, like,、yeah. so. No, no, that, no, that's the funny thing. I can't see your nipples because the two dungaree straps are in the way. So, then when you remove the straps, that I can then see your pronounced nipples.、Uh, but so let's keep the straps on. This is a family show. Cool, cool, cool.、Uh, Do you actually have to cycle for the TV show? I presumed that they just like do a nice shot of you cycling, then you all hop in a van and then. Continue to the next spot. There is a lot of that,、uh, but I did cycle like I think 20 kilometers today, all told. And then tomorrow、really? it'll be like maybe 15 the day after. I think I'm scheduled for 30. It kind of, I think they, it depends on weather and how packed they, they made the schedule. So if we have a lot of places to hit、uh, and a lot of things to experience and eat and stop along the way, then they might you know, say that we've traveled 40 kil- kilometers in a day and you've actually done like 70% of that by car. But,、um, yeah. but we've got great weather. We don't have a too tight schedule. We've got six days on the road. So I'm、uh, going to be biking a lot of it this time. But they don't film you cycling all of that time, do they? No, they don't. I mean, if I'm on the cycle, they are filming. So. Right. 
it's not i'm not traveling on the bike the entire time through <laughs> i was gonna say because it'd be pretty unfair if if the crew goes in a car they're like oh we'll see you there and yeah <laughs> <laughs> they pack their cameras away but if they did and, film me the, like if, if i did ride the entire trip and they filmed all of that it would be a nightmare to edit yeah pointless yeah uh, but I'm at a hotel uh, for the second night in a row, and I just had a little ordeal here where they threw out my medicine. I- I'm like, I- I'm getting a cold, and I was worried that I would get the cold and lose my voice in the middle of the trip and not have access to a doctor. And so I got a bunch of like antibiotics and throat and voice medicine ahead of time. Because uh, Japan just lets you get antibiotics like it's uh, like like it's candy. I know a guy. I've got a regular guy. I'm like, I'm going to be out of town for a little while and I'm a little worried. He's like, I got you. Yeah. Is that, is that guy a doctor? Uh, I feel like I shouldn't say anything more. So, cause I don't want him to lose his medical license. Um, he is a doctor currently. He might not be next week. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, thankfully there's nothing there's you know it's not like there's a global pandemic going on to remind us about about the importance of of herd immunity yeah uh and human resistance to pathogens mm-hmm. and uh this this shoot is uh the hotel throughout you, my medicine you derailed the story yeah i haven't derailed the story i've come okay. back to it i was like this okay. this shoot this shoot is important uh so you can't get ill and so they book you in nice hotels. Hotels so nice that they want your room to look so immaculate. They're like, medicine, that's cluttering up the zen. Get it out. <laughs> well, I think it's in a plastic bag. And inside the plastic bag is a paper bag. And then inside the paper bag is like three different kinds of medicine. And uh, I guess they looked at the plastic bag and didn't see anything like substantial in it and assumed it was garbage and threw it out. And I'm like 99% sure I didn't put it in the garbage can. I, like I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't bet anyone's life or career on it. But, uh, but I'm, what do you mean career as a cleaner? Yeah, as a cleaner. Cause like, the, and they, they found it, they found it in the garbage and they came up to apologize. But the finding it was funny. Cause she was like, well, can you describe it? And I was like, well, it's a white plastic bag. That's got the name of the drugstore written on it. And she's like, what's the name of the drugstore? I'm like, I don't know, but it's a drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> but also she, she says that as if like you've left a phone charger and she's having to rummage through a box of phone chargers. Yeah. They've obviously not got a box of medicine that we've taken yeah. from our, from our customers, hotel rooms. So I tell them you throw my medicine and she was like, can you describe it? I tell her about the bag. And then inside I'm like, inside is a paper bag. And inside that there's three kinds of medicine. The bag should have my name written on it in, in Romaji. And, uh, and there's three kinds of medicine inside. And she's like, okay, can you describe what the medicine looks like? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. There's three different kinds. And she's like, would you say it's like, I I didn't get this medicine from a doctor. So it's not going to, it's not going to look like like you expect. (laughs) (laughs) She asked me, she asked me, is it like, it's it's big enough that it would fit in your palm. And I'm like, I didn't leave a couple (laughs) of capsules out on the nightstand. Did you accidentally brush them into the garbage? This is like, like, oh yeah. And my defibrillator too. So anyway, you found it. Yeah. And they, so you're now taking you're you're not taking trash medicine. Medicine that's been in the trash. Yeah, trash medicine. Uh but they brought up uh some complimentary cup noodles. So I'm taking my trash medicine with trash food. Good. That's that's a nice that's a nice way of uh, I mean I I'm taking diet pills, right? And I always do that with a um just a, a pint of cup noodle juice. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, okay, it's like was it? It's a spoonful of pork fat makes the medicine go down. Is that what? Is yeah, that what yeah. One, one, one line which I keep remembering from The Simpsons whenever I'm putting gravy on something is is Homer having the realization uh, 
when he says to a doctor, what, what, wait a minute, you doctors have been telling us to drink eight glasses of gravy a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think of that every time I, I eat gravy. But other yeah. than that, you've had a good week? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to uh, bitch about one more thing, if you don't mind. Let me ask your opinion on this. Uh, I was with, I was at an event. I was hosting an event for Chuck. Um, ah, a friend who CC used Cafe to, and yeah, now CC Cheers. Cafe. Now Cheers, who used to host uh, the venue for a lot of uh, comedy Fukuoka nights. The original first ever stand-up comedy night was hosted at Chuck's venue. But so I was there hosting and I ran into a guy who he performs at some of the events that I've hosted before. We have a friendly relationship. He is a relatively new foreigner to Japan. He lives in Fukuoka. He does not live His in Saga. Brian. He has never seen me on Saga TV. He knows right. he knows me. He knows who I am. He does not live in Saga. He has never seen me on Saga TV. And he introduced me to a handful of his other friends as the guy from Saga TV. What do you think about that? Uh, it just was. Just, I don't think about it. Uh, it, it, it maybe it's just clue. Okay, so some some perspective is needed here, right? Yeah. For those that don't know about Saga TV, Saga TV is. Uh, let me put it this way. It's not even impressive to be on Saga TV to people who live in Saga. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not like an NHK brand on your CV. Yeah, no. So Saga TV okay. is the, let, let the me make first it, let me make TV job clear. that I, yeah, go ahead. I'll make it even more clear. Saga TV was my main TV work. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, so your point is you, you're on far more impressive stuff. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you're, so you're on NHK, you've got all the KBC stuff, you're J Japan by River Cruise. Japan by River Cruise. Full disclosure. Um, I owe everything in my career, my current career to Saga TV. They are the first people who put me on, on TV. Uh, I think if you added up all the money that I've made in entertainment over the years, they still are the bulk of it. Um, I still do, uh, a weekly job for them and, I wouldn't be where I am without their support. That said, in terms of status, it is currently the least of what I do. It is the least of what I do. And here is a guy who knows all of the other stuff I do, has yeah. never seen Saga TV, and went out of his way to introduce me as the guy from Saga TV. I, I reckon he thinks it's impressive. I, I, it's probably that. He probably isn't looking to belittle you. He, it sounds impressive to someone that's never heard of it. But people don't realize that, you know, Saga TV on a on an average Saga TV shoot, the guy that is uh, doing the filming is also the guy doing the directing and the editing and also buying the lunch and the driving and where needed the sound and or presenting. <laughs> that was that was actually just for your shoots. My shoots had a crew. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, sure. Well, but, yeah. but he was introducing me to Japanese people from Fukuoka and... He is also a guy who's got designs. He's actually going to be super famous in a little while. He's a singer and he's he's making moves and he's very good. Um, so you must hate him. And he's got the connections. I don't. I didn't until he introduced me as the guy from Saga TV. Because I, I <laughs> people have done this to me before, and it's a way of establishing that 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 I'm lesser in a way. Do you? But if he's new to Japan, he might not know the status that Saga TV has. But the point is that he doesn't know anything about Saga TV. He he would have had to go out of his way to know that I was on Saga TV. He 
he knows me from hosting Sunset Live. He knows that I've done Sekai Fushiki Hakken. He knows that I'm a regular on TV in Fukuoka. And so my point is like, it was a, it was a really, this is super petty of me and I'm aware of it because I've, I've got e- ego issues, but um, he went. I wouldn't call them issues. <laughs> <laughs> Far more substantial than that. He like jumped through hoops to make it a point that, that he was saying Saga TV and his, if I'm his TV credit, he's been featured twice on you are Nani Shini Nippon E. Oh my God. Which is a program which basically literally anyone that turns up at Narita Airport, they can get on that show. All you got to do is look look gormless down a camera lens uh, yeah. and say something moderately praiseworthy about Japan and you'll get on that show. So I do think it was a dick swinging move. Um, I don't know if, if I want to call it like the first. I've, I've always been friendly and supportive and I still think we're friendly and, and consider him. I don't. Don't not like him anymore because of this. But when they brought Yuwanani Shini Nipponei to the event to film uh, his segment the first time, it was an event that I was hosting, and I did kind of go out of my way to be like, I know that as the MC in this like karaoke contest that I'm announcing whether he wins or loses, I kind of play an important role in the narrative of the night. But you have just belittled him by calling it a karaoke contest. No, not a sing, not a sing, a singing competition. A, a karaoke contest. It's, it's a karaoke contest. It's very high level. That's like calling Everybody's the Miss World competition. Good. That's like calling Miss World competition a, a, a best of Instagram snaps lineup. That's fair. Yeah. I don't All right. Know. So anyway, um, but I did. He's go good out looking. Of my he's way. talented, and you hate him. I get it. I did go out of my way to be like, I know that my role might be kind of like important in terms of. The narrative for this episode but i do not want to be on this show i do not like this show and i refuse to grant you permission to use my face in the show good and did they use your name and face anyway they did not because they've done this before so i, I got approached yeah. i was i was filming for some other tv show uh the what's it called the, the massive festival where uh, all of hakata's closed for the day where the big parade what's it called there's two. There's Dontaku, and then there's um, uh, Hakate Gion Yamakasa. That one, the Yamakasa Festival. Yeah. And uh, I was I was clearly in the middle of filming something, but I was the only foreigner about. They said, we're from Nanishini, uh, you are Nanishini Nihon Can we interview you? And I straight up said to them, no, I don't like your show. Uh, I don't grant you permission. Yeah, and then I then I then I did a further dick swinging move because she then went, "Oh, it'll only take five minutes." I was like, "Please send your request to my agent." Yeah, uh, which is a, another massive, you know, just like an, an fu. And the reason I did that was because this was very very soon after they broadcast a segment where a guy was walking down the street. I think he was playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know who I'm talking about? It was a black guy. Mm, and, I don't know the segment now. Well, basically they. Uh, they filmed him saying, I don't want to be on TV and broadcast that without subtitles. Yeah. I've seen them do that before. I saw them do that to a white guy, like sitting in Nakasa in the middle of the night. And they were like, what's this weird foreigner doing in Nakasa in the middle of the night, which Nakasa is Fukuoka's red light district. And he was looking (laughs) something up on his iPad or whatever. And they approached him and he was like, they said, can we interview you? And he said, no, 
And they said, why not? And he said, because it's the middle of the night and I'm sitting alone in a park. This is not the time or the place for an interview. I feel very uncomfortable with this and I do not give you permission to film me. And they broadcast it. I know that because I watched it in the broadcast. And they do it because ah, they terrible. assume that foreigners are traveling through. They're not going to see the show. Even if they did, they wouldn't be able to pursue legal recourse. But if a Japanese person did that in the interview, they would definitely not use that clip because it would be a problem. Absolutely not. And th this show is so popular, though. It's a ma it's a massive show. Yeah, Everyone's heard of it. If on the off chance that the guy is listening to this and uh, has not like hate turned it off by now, I I like I only bring it up because people have done this to me a handful of times, and I always kind of feel like it's it's like a underhanded kind of like like a like a pissing contest kind of, and it's probably subconscious. My karaoke contest was totally subconscious. Um, but I, I don't have any hard feelings against him. I just was wondering what you thought. Next time you want to bring Bobby onto stage and belittle him, just reference he's the co-host of the Japan by River Cruise podcast. Shall we look at the news? What's going on in, uh, in news this week, Ollie? It's a big week for news, uh, but the story I want to talk about is the Osaka man that reserved and cancelled 1,873 seats uh, at two baseball games in order to get more space for himself. Uh, this guy. Wow. So firstly, the first thing I was thinking about was, can, can you even do this, right? Can you even uh, reserve seats and then cancel them? Turns out you can, right? It turns out they've got a, a like a full refund policy. So uh, I think the stadium's partly at fault for not you know, taking some kind of booking fee. Uh, and then I thought, surely there would be some system where they would notice that the same guy, uh, a guy called Shibamura, Mr. Shibamura, uh, that the same guy's booked all these seats. Uh, but he didn't. He painstakingly and meticulously created a series of fake identities. Wow. Uh, in order to, yeah, absolutely crazy what this guy did. 1,873. Uh, Yes, 1,873 seats uh, over the space of two games, 28th and 29th, at the, the Osaka uh, Kyocera Dome. And, uh, and then he cancelled them all, apart from his final two. I do have this image of him meticulously going through and cancelling all the tickets, and then getting really, really nervous as he approaches the final two. He's like, hang on, have I done these already? Have I not? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and cancels them all. Uh, that, that, but he didn't. He, he managed to, to do it, and, and actually, you can see there's a there's a video online which we will link to in the uh, in the description in the show notes, where you can see there's like a big gaping hole at the back of the stadium, and just you can't see his face, but I imagine he's sat there looking uh, really uh, smug. Uh, but apparently, it is a crime, and I, of course, it's a crime. Well, it's got to like, be. A crime. It's not... I mean, it's, it's fraud. I mean, you enter into a contract to pay for these tickets, and you're by canceling all of them in bad faith, you're causing the stadium to lose money. Yeah, I, I, I tried to. I remember. So the article which I'm reading from now, I don't. Uh, it doesn't actually say the exact law that he broke, uh, but I think it must have to. Yeah, th but there obviously is some criminal law about uh, about this, and of course he's then very easy to identify because, uh, yeah, he. Um, he was he was sat there. You said the the dates for these games were the twenty eighth and the 29th of last month. Uh, twenty ninth of September it was. Oh, September. Where the hell did this article uh, come from? That's interesting, actually. The article is recent. Maybe it's just because he's been charged. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, maybe they just tracked him down or he's just been charged. It's interesting. I saw another news article the other day that it was like something popped up that I saw that it was a recent article. And then when I read what it was about, it was like from like half a year ago. Thankfully, we pick such interesting stories. This content is evergreen. So for listeners who are not listening to this during the month of March 2020, uh, well done for surviving the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you. Um, <laughs> it's uh, nice that you're listening to this podcast after our deaths. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're very grateful to have you here. Although th- this does make me think about kind of what he did. What he did is like, it is wrong. Yeah. It's only wrong because he took it too far. Right. So like if he'd booked just one seat either side and then cancelled them maybe no one would care right maybe like maybe that is it's, i think an easy way to think about morals is is your behavior universalizable right are you allowed to, like can you justify your behavior by going well I, i'm doing this plus if i continually did this and everyone else did this the world would still function in a way that i'm happy with and most times when you're doing some kind of moral transgression you justify it to yourself by going ah but it's just me and it's just now whereas really what you should be thinking is but if everyone thought that way is it still moral and it reminded me of a couple of times when i've done stuff which if i did it all the time i think it's 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 a dog shit thing to do it's a horrible thing to do uh but i'll give you two examples of kind of japan hacks which i which i I'm proud to have come up with. Yeah, the yeah. First is I had to return a mic stand uh, to someone. Didn't uh, couldn't find a convenient drop-off point, so uh, just used a lost and found office. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've done, I needed to hand off something to somebody, and I was just I just like put it in a in a little cheap like three three hundred yen pouch that I'd bought and wrote their name on it. Was like I think someone dropped yeah. this and turned it in at the station. Brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, and you know if I think if you did that all the time, they'd they'd start to cotton onto it. But once or twice, fine. Uh, another one is I was flying, I was flying internationally into Japan, and I had a week in Tokyo, and then I was going, uh, then I was flying south down to Fukuoka, and I had a big suitcase and a carry on, and I didn't need anything in my big suitcase. And so what I did was I just, I walked out of Tokyo Narita Airport with just my carry-on. And as soon as I got on the bus, I called uh, Jetstar and I was like, you will not believe what I've just done. I'm so shocked and embarrassed, but I have left. I've forgotten to pick up my suitcase. And they said, oh my goodness, you must be in such a panic. I said, I am, I am. I'm very sad. They said, we'll, we'll, go, and, we'll go and find it for you. And uh, if I'd taken the suitcase in, not, into town, not only would it be a huge ball ache, but I would have had to pay like a thousand yen a day to store it somewhere. So I saved like $70 to what they did was they, they stored it safely for me. And it was like a VIP service because then when I went back to the airport to pick it up, I didn't have to like go to a separate coin locker section. There was a member of staff there waiting for my, <laughs> with me, uh, with my luggage at the entrance. I kind of felt like I, I was traveling business class. So, uh, I, I kind of, I don't think I'm that cross with this guy. I think, it, but I just think he took it too far. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think you're engaging in a little bit of the, the fallacy of the beard thing. And like, it's not, it's not the number of hairs that make the beard. It's whether or not there's hair at all. It's that issue of how, so how many seats do you think if he'd like, if he canceled, reserved and canceled two seats on either side of him, it would have been okay. Or at what point does it become a beard? Ollie? What he said to the police was that he wanted to watch the game with no people around. And he wanted to, he wanted to appear on TV. So I, I think for, the fact that he admitted that he wanted to make a spectacle means that this is amoral. This wasn't like if, for example, he was like, yeah, I suffer from claustrophobia or I I get anxiety in crowds of people. I love baseball. You know, I can't afford the tickets. 
I don't know. There's probably a way he could wriggle out of this. But yeah, the guy's clearly a dick. But what I'm saying is most of us are dicks and we need to be tolerant, tolerant of the fact that occasionally we do dick things. Yeah. I mean, and if we're going to, if we're going to start throwing out uh dickish things you can do as Japan hacks, may I suggest uh, if you're ever at a dormy inn and you want some free cup noodles, throw your medicine in the garbage. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I do a, an even better hack? If you want some illicit medicine, just check into a hotel where Bobby Judo's staying and yeah. just rummage through his trunk. <laughs> I think we have time for one more quick story. Yeah, what's going on? So, have you heard of the coronavirus? Uh, you know, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I talked to my brother earlier today, and he said that uh, without realizing it, every time that I've talked to him in the last couple of months and talked about the coronavirus, I've been calling it the coronavirus. Is that what you say in Japanese? Yeah, in Japanese, virus oh. is weed. Weed is. Weed that's ridiculous right it's impossible to take it seriously with that name yeah and i actually went back i panicked i was like have i been saying that on the podcast the whole time and i've been getting it right nah. on the podcast but for some reason whenever i talked to him i was referring it to it as the uh the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's now a big thing so it's 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 caused me a huge headache I was supposed to go to Melbourne for the comedy festival. Uh, can't do that anymore because that's been cancelled. That's the main reason I can't do it. Yeah. But then I was going to go. And then I was just going to go yeah. anyway because I booked the flights now. And then blah blah blah. Woe is me. Uh, I love. I love how many uh, comedians online are pretending, like somehow have created these fantasy earnings. There's one comedian who I won't name who was like, "I've had my next my next twelve gigs cancelled, and it's going to cost me three thousand pounds." It's like you are not being paid two hundred and fifty pounds a spot uh, for, for every one of your gigs. They, they, yeah, people are just inventing money which they were never going to earn anyway. I mean, that is not to say that the arts is not absolutely decimated right now. And uh, there are, I have a lot of friends who are like genuinely worried about how they're going to pay their mortgages. Ah, it's uh, not just arts, might... it's sports as well. I mean, like all the uh, baseball games are being played to stadiums with no audiences in Japan. Hey, that dude should go now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, pl- but playing to an audience, is that, that, is, that is what stand-up comedy is to me. Yeah. Uh, but so talking of shortages, and so and I'm now stuck in Malaysia because I was I was actually planning today on the day of this record to go to Bali uh, because I'm a basic bitch, and uh, that all the flights got stopped, got banned, uh, and no foreigners are allowed to enter back into Malaysia. So like, all in all, uh, not good. But the one of the and people are panic buying like crazy. Uh, it, it seems in every country now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, so th- there's a sign that someone posted on on uh, Twitter, which is due to the due to the co- uh, coronavirus, our supply of adult goods is low. Our next shipment is not expected until late late April, so please make your purchase soon. The item which is being sold out of, is that how you say it? Sold out of the item which is selling out. Yeah, is the male masturbatory devices, which are big business in Japan. Tenga, tenga, tenga. And uh, you had uh, I... an extended stand-up bits about Tenga. Did I? Yeah, about purchasing Tenga. How Tenga was available next to like the the broom or the mop or the plunger or something ah, like that at Don Quixote. I, I vaguely remember this and about how it's it's an impulse buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I have a, I have a Tenga story. So I've never bought a Tenga, but I want, but I was given one. This is one of my really, like, really early Japan stories. First time I was in Tokyo by myself, 
uh, I thought I'd do the the budget thing and just go and stay in a manga uh, manga kisa a, a manga cafe because if you these manga cafes kind of have little private booths and you pay maybe twenty US dollars and you can have that booth for yourself. Hey, real quick, uh, can you say can yeah. you say manga cafe three more times in a row and we'll see if we can sell that clip to high horse language learnings. Feel better about your Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> say manga cafe a few more times, Ali. Manga kisa. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so yeah so this is a good japan travel hack right if you're short of cash go and stay in these places because it's you pay about 20 dollars, 20 us dollars and you have it's not a private room but it's it's enough to have a to have a nap and certainly when you're young and on a low budget uh so i've just been distracted by the fact that bobby is now actually legit stripping off literally taking his trousers off Uh, yeah that's fine that's fine. Just show me his lycra. And so I, I, I went. I went to what I thought was a manga cafe, and it was a bit different to the ones I'd normally been to. But I don't. I don't even been to one or two. Mm. And what was weird about this this place was the counter had a um, like it's hard to describe. It had like a barrier in front of it, so I couldn't see the guy's face. So the guy that was serving me was stood basically behind a, 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 a behind the counter. But then his face was also masked by more counters, so I could only really see his waist. And I was like, he was like, "How long will you be staying?" And I was like, "Oh, I'll take the eight-hour pack, please, which would take take me through the night." And then he said, "Rentaru wa, rentaru wa." Uh, and would you like anything to rent? And I didn't really know what that meant. I and I presumed it was like, "Do I need like a towel or something?" Uh, and I went, "Dijabadis." You know, I really didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Really, the question he was asking. I just went, "Ah, Dijabadis." And then uh, he went, this is your key. And he gave my key. And he said, these are your amenities. And in the box of amenities, I didn't look at the box of amenities. I just took them straight up to my room. Yeah. And the room was not as I was expecting. It was basically a fully wiped down kind of leather, like fake leather wall and fake leather couch and one massive plasma screen. And that was all that was in the room, along with a box of tissues. <laughs> and and uh, the penny only dropped that rent it means what movie do you want to rent right right uh when uh i looked inside this box and inside the box was some wet wipes and a knockoff tenga so it wasn't even like a proper tenga like it nice packaging you know vaguely looks sexy to the extent that a something you know something like that can look sexy it was literally a tin it was an it was it was, it was you know, like like it was like a tin of baked beans yeah. with a moist with a moist sponge inside and I mean, you know, when you're when you're that age, really, you can you can not one out to anything. But I I drew the line at not only was I not watching pornography, that black screen was acting as a mirror and reflecting me <laughs> back, <laughs> back back in this chair, just curiously looking at this tin can like an ape would look at a mobile phone. Uh, I think it's interesting though. I'd like to go back and talk to that guy, the clerk who's who you could only see his waist, and ask him what he thought about the first ever person in the history of the store to take the eight hour package in the masturbation booth (laughs) also with no no stimulus (laughs) you didn't end up using it then 